Hey guys, CJ Pearson here. Welcome to episode three of the CJ Pearson Show. Happy, happy Sunday. Now, I know that typically I don't do episodes on Sunday, but it has been an absolutely busy, busy past few weeks for me, of course. We talked a little bit about it in the last episode. It is election season and it is absolutely in full spring. Of course, we had the Pennsylvania elections last week, which for some reason we still don't know the winner of, which I will talk about just in a little bit. But we have Georgia coming up in just a few Days Now, of course, in this election, I actually have played a little bit of a role uh, this cycle working with uh, Representative Vernon Jones, who is the Trump-endorsed candidate in Georgia's congressional district. And we'll be cheering him on uh, uh, to victory this coming Tuesday, and I couldn't be more excited about it. But for you guys who've ever worked on a campaign, ever volunteered for a campaign, you know that it is absolutely not a nine-to-five. It is something that just doesn't end. So I've been on the campaign trail, going to events with Vernon, you know, doing door knocking, the whole nine yards, leaving it all out on the field. And it has been an absolute time of my life. And I cannot wait to see what happens on Tuesday. And I've got to say that, you know, I talked about it in the last episode, now more than ever, we need conservatives in Washington, not just Republicans, because guys, Mitt Romney is a Republican. Liz Cheney is a Republican. Adam Kissinger is a Republican. And those people are some of the most worthless people in Washington who have shown us that they do not give a damn about you or I or the America First agenda. And I would rather someone stab me in the front than stab me in the back. And all of those people have done is shown that they are willing to do anything and everything to stab America First conservatives in the back. And so when people talk about the optimism I have about the Republican Party, it rests squarely on the shoulders of folks like Vernon, folks like Joe Kent over in Washington State, uh, and others across the country who are running true America First campaigns and are willing to say the things that may not get them accolades with the mainstream media or CNN or MSNBC and may not get them contributorship deals with all of those liberal media outlets, but are doing the things that the American people actually want them to do. Our country country is hurting really like there's really no way to go or beat around the bush about it our country is absolutely hurting you cannot even get baby formula today because of the disastrous policies that joseph biden who is our supposed president but let's also be real about that if we're talking about it let's just be real like joe biden is not our president but this guy wakes up in the morning in the white house and is like where am i like the guy is absolutely probably just like just along for the ride and just happy to be wherever he is. He's not calling the shots, but whoever it is, they're failing every single American today. Like, guys, please like tell me, you know, all these people who are like, well, at least he's not Donald Trump. Tell me when Donald Trump was president, when you ever ran out of baby formula. Tell me when Donald Trump was president, when gas prices were ever in every single state in the country above $4 a gallon. Tell me when under... When Donald Trump was president, we ever ran out of Chick-fil-A sauce. Remember when that happened a few months ago? Guys, Joe Biden is literally like turning America. We had a Chick-fil-A under Donald Trump. And now we have a McDonald's. The ice cream machine is broken. It never works. Everything is just going to hell in a handbasket. And we're just supposed to just go along with it because Donald Trump was too mean. He hurt our feelings. He had all these tweets that made people cry and get all sensitive. But now we're left with a literal retirement home patient who has no idea what he's doing, has never had any idea. It's exactly why Barack Obama had that infamous quote, you know, maybe Joe will be okay as long as he doesn't F things up. Uh, Well, I'm sorry to sound the alarm here, but Joe Biden is effing things up 
every single day, he finds a new way to literally F things up. I have never found someone so good at effing things up. Ukraine, F that up. Baby formula, F that up. Chick-fil-A, F that up. Guys, you will never imagine the pain and suffering I went through when I went to Chick-fil-A one day. And I, you know, guys, I'm a big Polynesian sauce guy. I know everyone has their own preferred sauce. I have some friends or Chick-fil-A sauce people. People are just the plain Jane barbecue sauce. Big fan of that as well. Um, but I'm a Polynesian sauce guy. And I went to Chick-fil-A. I got my nugs. I, I got my fries. And, and I go to order my, my large lemonade. That's, that's the order for me. And I'm like, hey, can I get around three or four sauces? Because, guys, like, I'm, I'm very much like, you know, I, like, when it comes to, like, when it comes to sauce, like, I'm a Dunkin'. I, like, I'm a Dunkin'. I, I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm taking every single sauce pack that I can get. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to get three or four sauces. Every time I've ever asked, in Donald Trump's America, guys, when I asked for three or four sauces, they would be like, my pleasure. Yeah. Like I would feel God's grace. You know, whenever you go to Chick-fil-A, you just feel God's grace. It's just like, oh my God. Like, I feel like I am in church. Like it's just God's love is like giving me my Chick-fil-A. But you know, it went from my pleasure to I'm sorry, but due to supply chain shortages, we are no longer allowed to give people more than two sauces, two sauces for my 10 piece nugget meal. Joe Biden's America, guys. Joe Biden's America. Never in Donald Trump's America did you only have to get two sauces. Never, never. But this is what's happened. Just like I've said, this is a guy who has always shown just an uncanny ability to just absolutely mess up everything. Mess up literally everything. America was at the highest point it had been in in recent history, certainly in my lifetime. And we replaced Again, replace Donald Trump with a guy who just simply has shown every single day that he just has no idea what he's doing. And we are suffering every single day because of it. And we will feel the effects of it for many, many years to come. But beyond that, let's just talk about what's going on in the country today. Of course, we had the Pennsylvania elections this past Tuesday, where, of course, we had a pretty crowded fuel up there in Pennsylvania. We had Kathy Barnett, we had Dr. Oz, and we had, of course, David McCormick. Now, of course, you know, I supported Kathy Barnett. She fell a little bit short, but ran an incredible campaign, which I think that um, our political discourse is is, is better because of it. I, I think she's an incredible candidate. I definitely will say that we have not seen the last of her, and I'm super excited to see what she does in the future. But beyond that, you know, of course, we have the remaining candidates, uh, Dr. Oz, who, of course, was endorsed by President Trump. And then we have David McCormick, who had a lot of people who worked for President Trump working on his campaign. Uh, and so here's the deal about that. So this election happened almost, we're going on like almost a week ago, and we still don't have a winner in the election. Like we, we literally still don't know who will be the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania because of these mail-in ballots that apparently have not been counted or not been resolved or whatever else it is. Now, guys, now, I may be mistaken, and correct me, of course, if I'm wrong, but I thought I woke up in the United States of America this morning, right? Where, like, we have, like, I don't know, good internet access and, you know, like, I don't know, just the ability to get things done in a reasonable amount of time. Just this past, I think it was a month or so ago, France conducted an entire national election and knew the winner the same day. The same day. But yet in Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, the supposed crown jewel of democracy, we're still waiting almost a week 
to figure out who is the winner of the Pennsylvania Senate race. Guys, this is what people are talking about when they're saying, what the hell is going on in our elections today? What the hell is happening in our elections today when we can't seem to figure out who is winning them in a reasonable amount of time? Because remember, guys, and people are like, oh, why is this suspicious to you? Why is this something you're worried about? Why is it concerning you if we don't know who the winner is yet? Because for those of you who paid attention, and I know all of us did who are listening to this podcast, all of those people who paid attention in 2020 realized that like the reason this election turned out the way it did was because like it took like two weeks for us to figure out whether or not who won what state. And in that time, somehow, some way, now, of course, guys, I'm not a mathematician, would never claim to be, but for some reason, Democrats were very good at hide and seek during this election. They would find these votes that weren't cast. They would, they would find these votes that hadn't been counted. And for some odd reason, now, this is just, again, me saying I'm not a mathematician, but, but I would think that passing middle school math and having to do a little bit with probability, but for some reason, all the votes that they would ever find, hundreds of thousands of votes, they would always end up being almost 100% for Joe Biden, right? So like, that's a little weird, right? So it's like you find 100,000 votes and they all just happen to be for Joe Biden. Like, wouldn't that be a little weird? Not even one or two for Donald Trump. Yeah. So that's what we're saying here is that this time, this little fishy time, like delay that we're working with, does nothing does nothing more than number one, um, feed into the distrust that people already have towards these election systems that people are using. But also number two, number two, it also just allows for these shenanigans to take place because people lose interest. They stop watching. They're just like, oh, well, the election was last week. I didn't know I needed to continue to stay up to date about it. I thought it was done. I thought we were past that point. Um, but that is not what we're seeing here today. Uh, what we're seeing is an absolute embarrassment to democracy uh, and the, an embarrassment to the country. Last time I checked, again, we're not Somalia. We're not Cuba. We are the United States of America, and it's 2022. Like We should be able to conduct an election in a day and it not be a problem whatsoever. Now, if you bring that up, the left wants to say that you're an election denier, that you're just propagating and proliferating all these false election claims and all of this stuff when all actuality no we're just people who actually give a damn about democracy um you know they love to say that democracy dies in darkness exactly that it's true except we actually mean it when we say it right so they say it as a tagline because they want to act all self-righteous and holier than thou but when we say that maybe people should be able to like i don't know inquire about the way in which our elections are conducted so they can have faith in it we're conspiracy theorists we're trying to tear america apart we're trying to burn america down no not at all we are just again simply people who believe that that if we're going to be the United States of America and up and uphold ourselves and lift ourselves up as an example for every free nation in the world, that maybe just maybe we should be able to figure out how to actually conduct an election free of fraud and free of illegal activity. Like that's simply all that we're saying here. But apparently that is just too much, right? A little too much. <sighs> But, you know, hopefully we'll find out who the winner is. Right now, Dr. Oz in the lead. And I've got to say, when it comes to that, that entire race, of course, like I said, I was rooting for Kathy Barnett. But when it comes to that race, I got to say, I'm with Dr. Oz now. He, he should win. David McCormick is a globalist in every single way of the war, in the world. And I, I don't see any indication that he would get to Washington and be any less establishment than the people that have been supporting him. And so I've got to say, Dr. Oz is the guy. Um, and also, too, 
I think that he is going to just perform really well in the general election. There are a lot of people who know him, of course, not because of his politics, but because they just like the guy. And I think that he is going to be a really incredible candidate in that race. And I'm excited to see what happens there. And so Dr. Oz, absolutely all the way. And we'll remain, um, keep that race on our radar and we'll talk about it next week as well. But moving along, actually coming here to Georgia. So a candidate for governor who I've actually met a few times because I was involved in the governor's race for a little bit here in Georgia, also working uh, for Vernon. Candace Taylor has been making actually some national headlines. And the reason being, I've got to say, you know, when we were running that race, uh, you know, our campaign had plenty of disagreements with, with Candace Taylor and, and some of her tactics and things that she said. But I've got to say, I've you know, I, I re, I've always respected her passion and, and, and her tenacity, for sure. Uh, at the very least, I, I will say that about her. I think she is incredibly passionate about the things in which she believes. Um, and what has also kind of made me like her even more is the fact that she has found a really, like, I don't know, she's just really good at pissing the left off, like really, really good. And it's through the simplicity of, like, her slogan, which is Jesus, guns, and babies, Jesus, guns, and babies. They're saying that this is apparently some example of Christian nationalism because she's running on like Jesus because she like says that she loves God. Apparently, this is like just controversial and radical for her to do. And which is actually insane and just shows how disconnected so many Democrats across the country are with actual America, considering like America is still, by the way, a predominantly Christian nation. And there are still a lot of people, believe it or not, who do actually love Jesus. And so maybe just maybe Jesus, guns and babies is not the worst slogan in the world and not the worst thing to be running on. Um, she loves God. She loves guns and she loves babies. And who doesn't love babies? Oh, wait, Democrats, because they want to abort them all, right? They literally want to kill all of them. And so I guess they don't love babies. So I guess that makes sense. As far as guns, though, we know they don't love guns. Um, they want to take them all. And they've used this this recent tragedy in Buffalo, New York, to as a, as a recent attempt um, to politicize an absolute tragedy, which should have never happened, um, just as a means to an end to push their gun-grabbing agenda to disarm the populace. Like, the bodies are literally still warm, and they are literally using the lives of these people as a pawn in their campaign to disarm America. Like, it is absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely just reprehensible. But if I said I was surprised, I'd be lying to you because I am not. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised at all because they have shown us time and again that they are just as callous. They are just as just downright despicable in this way um, to use any tragedy that they can. I, I think there was a, a quote from an Obama advisor a, a few years ago when he was president who said, never let a tragedy go to waste, right? Never let it go to waste. And they have shown in this situation and in many others, remember Sandy Hook, remember the shooting in Aurora, remember every shooting that happened during the Obama administration, what was the response always? It was a press conference really almost instantaneously where they would automatically say, well, this means we need to take your guns away, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the deal. And what happened in Buffalo was tragic. But I got to say, and this may be a little controversial, but I think what's even more tragic is that no one in that particular super supermarket or grocery store had a gun themselves. Imagine if one of them had a gun. That guy, that despicable, racist, absolutely just disgusting human being who committed that atrocity would not have been able to do so because he would have literally been shot in the head and it would have been done. But because we 
proliferate this false idea that only criminals should have guns or whatever, that we should disarm law-abiding citizens who can actually save lives and save themselves, those people were unprotected. And that is a damn shame. And so when Democrats say that Republicans have blood on our hands because we want everyone to have guns, no, Democrats have blood on their hands because they take the guns away from the people that absolutely actually need them. The people that are preyed upon, the people that are targeted, because guess what? I got to say you can pass every gun law in the world, but that's not going to stop the, the gangbanger down the street from blowing your head off. Because you think he gives a damn about a law that Congress passes? Do you think he cares about what gun regulation you have, what background check you require? No. If he wants to commit a crime, he will commit a crime because he is a criminal. Law-abiding citizens follow laws. Criminals don't follow laws. That's what makes them criminals. This is a, an age-old debate that doesn't get any more sensical because we all know this to be true. Why take away the mechanism guys have to defend themselves, defend their lives, their property, their home, their just so that criminals can run amok and do whatever they please with whoever they please? Because I guarantee you, if someone wanted to commit armed robbery, they're going to go to the place where they know there's not going to be any guns at all. None. None. It's why I remember this story one time of the sheriff in Florida who said that they never have any cases of robberies and burglaries because they know they break into a county or a house in his county. They will be met with a 12-gauge shotgun to the chest. And I guarantee you that's the best deterrent. Even better than that little sign in your front yard with Xfinity Home or ADT, I guarantee you if someone knew that you had a 12-gauge shotgun in your house, they are not running up on you. They're not. Because I'm guarantee you they're a lot more scared of having a bullet to the head than your little yard sign that says ADT security. Just saying, just saying. But you know, of course, this is the this is the same old age uh, you know ideas that the left is always pushing. The Democrats literally say nothing new ever. You know, you have a gun, and also too, they want to blame Republicans, even though this shooter in Buffalo. Literally said he hates Republicans. He said that he wasn't a conservative. He said that he hated conservatives. He said that he just, like, like literally was probably more like socialist than he even was conservative or Republican. But yet, for some reason, the left always wants to paint half of America as racist, as white supremacists. Even though they have a man in the White House currently who said the N-word like 50 times when he was a senator. And also, too, had a, uh, called a former, like, the leader the grand wizard of the KKK, one of his most important mentors, Robert Byrd is who I'm talking about there, right? And so the Democrat Party loves to always pull the race card, but they only do it because unfortunately enough, the history of the Democrat Party isn't taught in schools today. Like the Democrat Party founded the KKK and enough people don't know about that. The Democrat Party is the party that told Rosa Parks that she belonged in the back of the bus and enough people don't know about that. The Democrat Party is the party that fought so hard to, to segregate people based on the color of their skin. But not enough people know about that, and they prey on the ignorance of those people. They make you think that Republicans are racist simply because we believe that being black or being Mexican or Latino shouldn't be viewed as a disability. Like the color of your skin isn't something that should hold you down or keep you behind anything. But for some odd reason, they want you to feel bad for yourself or feel bad for you because you're black or because you're Latino, right? But isn't that racism? 
the idea that the color of my skin as a black man is less than the color of someone who is white, isn't that the actual textbook definition of racism? Racism, right? The idea that one race is superior than the next. So they want you to practice racism against yourself. They want black people to practice racism against themselves. They want black people to believe that we should feel bad for ourselves, sorry for ourselves even, because we are black. And almost always, it's white liberals telling you that you should feel this way. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's Joe Biden. It's Chuck Schumer. It's all these people who are telling you that because you are a minority, that you're trapped, that you can't achieve more than anything that you could ever wish, that you are meant to be nothing more than a statistic. You know who also believe that? The KKK. KKK believe that black people, Latino people, minorities, they would never amount to anything, that they would never be able to compete with people who are white. And the Democrats say the same thing today. They say that black people need all this extra help, all of this extra support, all of these extra resources, simply to be equal. Because if left to our own devices, we can never amount to what people of lighter shades can. Again, That is racism, the textbook definition of it. And they get away with it every single day because the media gives them a pass to do so. It's absolutely reprehensible. But the fact of the matter is that no one's ever going to call it out because they have no incentive to. Because the Democrats, the only way they know how to win is by using tragic incidents like what happened in Buffalo, using race and everything else to manipulate the emotions of the voting populace. Because they can't win on their ideas. Like, do you think Joe Biden has anything, like, to tout when he runs for re-election, if he runs for re-election? Like, the, the guy probably isn't. The guy's literally, like, every single day is inching towards Alzheimer's. Like, there's just no way he runs again in 2024. But if he were to run again in 2024, what would he actually say that he accomplished? Record high gas prices? No baby formula? Like, that is his record. That is what he has done. He is again, like Obama said, just effed everything up. But you know what Donald Trump did? We had the lowest unemployment rate in America's history. We had more jobs available than we had people to fill them. There was no talk of a recession. We had our best days ahead of us. People were investing unlike ever before. The stock market was booming. America was made great again, just as he said he would. But under Joe, America has been made broke again. And so when he talks about building back better, whatever the hell that means... It's looking like we're just going to have to build America back, period, because after this president, our future is bleaker than it has ever been before. And I've got to say, as someone who is 19 years old, I'll be 20 in uh, like two months or so, and in two years I'll graduate college, I, I think that a lot of people in my generation are going into a very uncertain future with this man in the White House. Imagine graduating college and going straight into a recession. You thought you were going to have the best job of your life. You thought you were able to repay all the student loan debt you accrued because you thought, you know, this was a sure bet. This was a sure investment because Joe Biden doesn't have a damn clue as to how to run this country. You're absolutely screwed over. You're done. But also, too, I hope every person in my generation who voted for Joe Biden because they were upset and they got their panties in a lot because Donald Trump wasn't polite enough. Oh, they realize that they did this to themselves. And if Democrats want to talk about reparations, I think every person who didn't vote for Joe Biden deserves a reparation for these gas prices that they're paying, 
for the increased amount of, of, of money that they're spending on groceries. Like, if anyone is suffering in America, it's the people who aren't responsible for it. The people who are forced to live in a country in which Joe Biden just absolutely proves every single day that we should have been grateful every single day for the luxuries we enjoyed under President Trump. But I guess you don't know how good you got it until you lose it. It's the story of so many things, right? You like you genuinely don't know how good you've got it until you lose it. But I've got to say, man, I hope we have hope. I think this election that we're seeing here today uh, with with 2024, I think the midterms are going to look incredible for the Republican Party. I think that this has actually been a little bit necessary. You know, I get, you know, I say this often, and it's, it's a little, it's a, uh, you know, it's kind of difficult to say sometimes. I think that President Trump. Losing is kind of what needed to happen, you know, and I think he's going to come back and he's going to win huge in, 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 in 20, in 2024. But I think America needed to see how bad we like, like Democrats actually can be, like how bad Joe Biden would be. And the fact that like mean tweets really are the least of their worries and should be the least of their worries, right? Again, who has just absolutely taken a country that was on the rise doing incredibly well and is absolutely and it's collapsing more and more every single day and it's absolutely just absurd we know how to do better we deserve better and we absolutely should and uh and i'm excited about what's to come and uh, i hope we can do better but as of now I, I feel like there's a lot of people losing hope and and you can't really blame them you can't really blame them because the people that are hurting most in all of this, it's not even like the typical Republican or whatever else, but, you know, of course, a lot of us are as well. But it's the people that Democrats love to claim they represent almost exclusively so well. It's the people that come from single mother households. It's the people that come from single parent households more so. Um, the people that are middle class families, the people that work multiple jobs just to make ends meet. They are the people that are struggling most in Joe Biden's America. Those are the people in pain. Those are the people that are overdrawing their bank accounts. Those are the people that don't know how they are going to provide for their families next by week by week because they're living paycheck to paycheck because the price of bread is like up $2. It's absolutely insane. And what I will say is that I am confident that come this upcoming election that we're going to see people reject the Democrats' agenda more so than ever before. They can try to like pivot and distract us and put up all these false flags and try to make us think that this election should be all about race, should be all about abortion and, and all of these things. When in all actuality, no, it is not about that at all. It's about the ability for families to provide. It's about the ability for families to survive. But also more so, it shouldn't be just about survival in America. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave. You shouldn't be just surviving in America. You should be able to thrive in America. And there is nothing that the left or the Democrats are doing that is anything about thriving in America. They have America on life support, and they are more than okay with keeping it on it because they are okay with complacency. They are okay with failure. They are okay with mediocrity because that is what they specialize in. They don't care about economic opportunity. They don't care about making it easier for you to start a business, to create wealth for your family or anything like that. They want you dependent upon the government because if they have you dependent, they have the power because they have control. And what we should make clear to them and to every Democrat is that we are sick and tired of people trying to control us. And speaking of control, 
Have we seen what's been happening with Elon Musk? So this guy, by the way, welcome Elon Musk to the Republican Party. So he just actually recently tweeted that he was joining the Republican Party and he tweeted the reason he was doing it. And I, I want to actually read this tweet word for word because I, it's just a really good tweet. and speaks to a lot of what we've been seeing all across the country. Um, but let's, let's go to that real quick. I'm scrolling on Twitter right now. Um, so he said, and this was four days ago, he said, in the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party. They've become the party of division and hate, so I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. Now watch the Derby Tricks campaign against me unfold. Now, guys, this is profound for a few reasons, right? He said, now watch their Derby Tricks campaign against me unfold. Immediately, literally the day after he said that he was now Republican, it now comes up that he has been accused of sexual assault or sexual harassment. Remember that story, guys? Well, we've seen this playbook many, many times. Like Brett Kavanaugh, appointed the Supreme Court. Now, all of a sudden, he's a rapist, even though he's been a judge for God knows how long. And, you know, you would assume that these things would have already come up if they were true, right? But now, because he actually is going to be in a potential of power for an entire lifetime, he is now a rapist. Clarence Thomas, same thing, appointed the Supreme Court. Long career in the public eye. Never did anyone ever accuse him of sexual assault, harassment, or any wrongdoing. But the position of power to help Republicans to be a conservative, they try to take him out. And now that Elon Musk, one of the richest men in the world, if not, I think, actually the richest, he says, oh, wait, guys, I think I'm a Republican now. And now they want to like try to ruin him and cancel him and say, oh, but he's actually a sexual predator. Yeah, no. Guys, we see through this. We see through this nonsense. We see through this BS. And you may be able to like pull us fast on people who aren't like aware of this absolute, just despicable little playbook of tricks you guys have. But people who pay attention know what's going on and we're disgusted by it. And Elon Musk, we stand by you. Um, we absolutely stand by you. Keep thinking for yourself. Keep being a free thinker. Uh, because I gotta say you're inspiring many, many people all around the country. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys next week right here on the CJ Pearson show. Be sure to share this podcast everywhere you're on every single platform. And you can also listen to this podcast on every single platform as well. Everything from Spotify to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. And always, of course, exclusively here on the call in platform. I will see you guys next week right after election day. God bless you. And God bless America.